0: The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Whether you're experiencing loss, pain, or just need a pick-me-up from time to time, you're about to get exactly what you need. Welcome to Go For It. Your host is Joe Hausman. Today, you'll hear stories and words of hope, love and encouragement. Get ready to laugh while you learn. Here's your host, Joe Hausman. <laughs> Good morning and welcome to the Go
1: For It Show. I am your host, Joe Hosman. It is a beautiful, glorious day here in South Dakota. I hope it's as beautiful where you are. And it is also already Tuesday, like August 16th. I can't even believe how fast this year is going. So welcome and thank you so much for joining us today. Before I start the show, and I do have a wonderful guest with me today, but before I start the show, I really wanted to... uh, give this quote, which I found the other day, and actually I shared it on my Facebook page a few years ago, but it's fun when Facebook brings back our memories. It says, you are capable of more than you know. Choose a goal that seems right for you and strive to be the best no matter how hard the path. Aim high. Behave honorably. Prepare to be alone at times and to endure failure. Persist, though the world needs all you can give and this is by edward o wilson isn't that the truth even though we fail we still have to get back up get going and get back on the right track i know failure is hard lord knows i failed millions of times but sometimes i fear maybe uh, maybe a little fear of success sometimes it's easier to fail than it is to succeed so our path these days should be really uh, even though we fail, it's okay to fail. Pick yourself up, keep moving forward, and just know you're going to succeed. Because success and uh, being at the top is a wonderful, wonderful place to be. Because, excuse me, uh, keep going. Each step may get harder, but don't stop because the view at the top is absolutely beautiful. And so today I have a wonderful guest on the line with me. She is calling all in all the way from Alaska, which is three hours behind me, my other guests who have been two hours behind me, I thought they were doing great. But I have to tell you, Hillary is one of a kind. Hillary and I met on Facebook through a mutual friend of ours, Don Lloyd, who was my guest a few week, a couple weeks ago and Hillary is just an outstanding woman I give her so many kudos for getting up so early because it is only 5 a.m. her time to get up and be on the call with me today a little bit about Hillary Hillary Saffron has worked professionally as an employment specialist job center supervisor and case manager in the social services field for over a decade faced with single parenthood when her children were quite young and needing extra income she knew that her time was limited for a part-time job on top of her full-time employment As a solution, she used her creativity for a lucrative part-time business as a birthday party clown. How fun! As Hilly the Clown, she has entertained at many corporate events in Seattle, Alaska, and Colorado over the past 28 years. This led to seven years performing with an improvisation group, Denver Theater Sports. Becoming a ventriloquist and performing for the Alaska State Fair, being asked by America's Got Talent to audition for their last show, Producing a children's CD, becoming an author, and now the executive producer and host of two television shows on MeTV for local businesses and nonprofits in her community. She continues to perform in local theatrical productions while working in the employment field. In the past few years, Hillary became a licensed Profiting from Your Passions career coach, as well as a global career development facilitator. She helps career changers seeking freedom and flexibility to find creative ways to make money without a J-O-B, which none of us like J-O-Bs, or to find more fulfillment at their present employment. She also helps people who already took the leap to self-employment to see hidden profit centers in their business so they make more money. She uses a proven seven-step system to help career changers see ways they can make money doing what they love. Her mission is to empower you to discover your gifts and find your calling. As an empty nester approaching 60, Hillary lives by George Eliot's quote, It's never too late to be what you might have been Also, loving humor. Check out her book, Laughing in the Rain Self Care for the Storms of Life, as well as her other books on Amazon. Hillary, welcome to the show. Go for it. It sounds like you are one empowering woman by this bio that you sent me. This is phenomenal.
2: Thank you. That's because I don't get TV and I don't date much. (laughs) (coughs) Sorry. That's all right.
1: Hey, you know what? That's okay. But you know what? You produce two shows on MeTV. How's that going for you? And when did you start those?
2: I just started it. Um, What happened was I wanted to do something that would um, uh, give back and help the community where I live and other small businesses as an alternative to print and radio advertising. So I thought of just creating something. You know, you can have a things on cable TV, you don't have to start on the big shows because you'll never get there if you don't have years of experience on real, you know, television or know someone. So I knew someone in a local TV station called Me T V that's Memorable Entertainment Television, uh-huh. which is nationwide. You know, the retro TV shows? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Right. Well, they're local, you know, they're all over and we have a local affiliate in... Anchorage. So, through a friend in radio, he um, introduced me to this gal who's a station manager, and I knew my personality would be an audition. I said, I have an idea. So, I met her, uh, you know, created a meeting, and I said, I'd love to meet you. Um, I have an idea for a show that could be a win win. I helped for your station as well as for myself. So, I met her and I talked, and I had done a commercial already and I had some things on my website. So I sent her everything on email so she get a, got a sense of who I was. We met, and she's like 20 years younger, you know, two little kids. And she said, you know, I, I really like you. I wouldn't do this for everyone, but I'll do your pilot, you know, I'll help you out. But So it turned out we did a local business I interviewed. It became a 90-second demo that she edited for me, but then she didn't have the time to really work on it. And she was so sweet. And I was just always grateful anyway. Always have an attitude of gratitude. You'll go far that way. Exactly. And so she said, well, I really, if I didn't have so you know, so many duties at the station. I would be helping you, but I'm trying to get someone on your own. So I was going to give it up. And then a friend of mine, um, who originally introduced us, said, why don't you just hire a videographer? You know, put an ad on Craigslist. Uh, do it yourself. I went, oh, and then proposed it to her, see what the station could do for you. Take it on. So I did. I went on Craigslist. I talked to local teachers. Um, didn't know what to do. I've never done this. So one teacher of the local high school recommended his top graduate who had taken videography there three, four years. I got in touch with him. He's 18 years old. He's ready to go to college for filmmaking, and the high school let us borrow the camera and two lapel mics, and I set up the first, you know, two shows, and that just went on, and I had it on Facebook, um, the links. So, so I first show is Alaska business now. It's interviewing in five and ten minute segments, local businesses and highlighting them. So it's much more value than a commercial and much cheaper. Then print or radio. It's really cool. And then they get the link after it shows on the TV. And they get the link they could use forever on their oh. um, social media. And then well, the they- other show is for nonprofits that um, really need help because a lot of grants have been cut because mm-hmm. of our oil industry decline. Oh, uh-huh. So I went to a homeless fundraiser and interviewed the two executive directors of two separate Organizations, and they got to talk about their nonprofit group uh, where people can help. So I figured to give back because I love quotes myself, and I love the Zig Ziglar quote: "You get what you you give enough people what they want, you get what you want." That's right, and I believe in making it a win-win for everybody. Well, good you for do. you,
1: Hillary. This is fantastic. You're the second person now this week that I've heard that have done these shows. So I'm, I am so proud of you. You just seem like such a go-getter. And you just, you know, when you, mm-hmm. when you have something in your mind, you just go after it. And I think that is just fantastic.
2: Oh, thank you. Well, if I don't, nothing's going to get, well, You you know, it's like the same philosophy you have. Your show is go for it. Yeah, exactly. It to my own heart. Exactly. Or else we'd be hanging out together. Well, I know if we lived
1: in the same state, or like you said, you used to live in Colorado. I used to live in Colorado. I don't know what years you were there, but I was there for seven years back in the late 90s, early 2000s. And, you know, even then... Because I was a single mom just like you were back in the day. And so when my son was little, I moved from little old South Dakota to Nevada by myself with my, when he was two and a half. And people thought I was crazy. And I said, you know what? It's the best thing I ever did. I got out there and I proved to myself that I could do it. And so from there, I'm, you know, I got to Colorado because that was my ultimate goal. And, it was the best thing I ever did thankfully you know I had jobs I had a wonderful job along the way I was able to transfer from state to state but it was the best thing so it's kind of the same way with you you know when we're put in predicaments in life you just have to make the best of it and you have to keep moving forward and keep striving for more and just like what you said you know if you help others it's going to come back to you.
2: Yes and the other day it reminded me also of your first quote the other day I went on this hike there's a, a place called Bodenberg Butte. It's a beautiful hike. And, you know, it gets me winded a little bit, and, but it's a great workout and it's gorgeous. And I, on this hike, when I got to the top, I realized, you know, life is like this. You cannot get to the top unless you start the first step on the bottom. And it's one step after another. It might be thousands of steps to get where you want to get. But it's like the quote: "How do you eat an elephant one bite at a time?" Unless exactly. you have a lot of failures, you can't have your successes. And unless you do something, you know, like the the Les Brown quote, um, you can't be um, uh, you can't be. Um, what was it? You can't be great I don't know if you start. Or uh, right, yeah, I know good, what you're
1: about. Uh, you know what I'm talking about. I right. just yep, like to get yep, my head yep, together. Yep, you got to be great yeah. to start. And you have to. In order to be great, you have to start, and so no, even you have to
2: start to be great to be great. You know that kind of thing. Yeah, I'll be right. at three in the morning tomorrow. But.
1: <laughs> well, you could call it yeah, special yeah. then, but I won't quite be on. But yeah,
2: <laughs> well, and a lot of people
1: get so afraid of the starting or so afraid oh, yeah, of where they're going to go. Start.
2: You don't have to be great to start uh, altogether. I like just said, okay, I don't want to interrupt yeah. you because then... no, I'm that's gonna, okay. okay, that's all right. <laughs>
1: but you just have to keep the thing is I tell people what okay so I started a virtual system business back in 2005 we didn't have a lot of money back then my you know I just I had dial up internet I still was on AOL not that that's a bad thing but uh, I was on AOL I didn't I think I had a printer but I didn't have a fax machine I really didn't have a lot of things um, I went out and I used my home phone number as my you know as my work number and okay. Finally, one of my clients says, "You know, you really need to get high-speed internet." I'm like, "I was so scared to get high-speed internet," and I finally ventured out and did that, and I got my own website. and Let me tell you, my business exploded. So the money I put into that, my business just exploded ten times. and And I was so scared to do that for six months that I held myself back. And that's just a minor thing, you know. But right. That's just a true example of what we can do when we put ourselves forward and just keep moving forward one step at a time. And I, I felt like I had enough clientele at that time that I could afford to do it, and I'm so thankful now that I did. That's just one small example, but so, but you know, yeah. You there's
2: another thing called the imposter syndrome. A lot of people don't want to start something until they feel they have to have all their ducks in a row. Everything has yes. to be perfectly aligned. Well, guess yes. what? If you wait for that, you'll never do anything. You'll never that's right.
1: That's right. Exactly. You know,
2: what, nothing's going to be perfect, right?
1: Nothing. Nothing. And you know what? Everything takes on a different life form as you keep moving with it. You know, mm-hmm. because you can start something one way and it can totally turn out to be something different in the end. And that's okay. That is perfectly right. okay. You have to learn to go with the flow and change things yeah. as they go, depending on what it is that you're doing.
2: Right, right. Unless you... Um, you know get out there you won't even know mis- like when I did this show oh my goodness I would have done a lot of things different I looked at these things like you tell us oh kind of amateur you know oh well, thank god it's Alaska but, uh-huh. <laughs> but, the thing, but the thing is how would I know what to do different the next time unless I did something amateur this time you know exactly. I mean I don't I only have one camera and you know, the tulip oh much. I didn't have three cameras to do wide angle and three shots and you know, the whole thing. I'm learning. But at least I did something. So I marketed it to this uh broker who owns this whole beautiful real estate company and we were talking and I said she goes, Well let me see it, you know, and I showed her, I said, so I'm making excuses. Well, I just want you to know it's amateur. She looked at me, she said, Do you know how I started my her office a beautiful office with artwork and you know, seventeen people working for her. And the whole bitch goes. I started with one desk and two plastic chairs. You got to start somewhere. Thank you. Thank oh, you. good for her. So, that is fantastic. Yeah. So people respect you if you're honest and where you're coming from. You know. And, and that's true. That's true.
1: Just, that's right. Yeah. As I mean, long as you're, you're you're right. You're totally right. Because people sometimes hide things in their life because they don't want to tell people. But if you're just honest with them and you relate to yeah. what's going on in your life, they can relate back to you. And so another, they might,
2: oh, I'm sorry. I don't want
1: to oh, no, go ahead. Go ahead, Hillary.
2: When you had a quote in the beginning, I thought of another one. Someone um, shared it. I can't take credit for it. It's Great. Comfort zones are where dreams go to die is That's good. That's
1: a good that's a good one. I like that one because sometimes I have to put that up close to me because that tells me because I have that quote and I and so I have to put it out there and go, "Okay, don't stay in your comfort zone." You know, somebody said to me he they said, "You're kind of living your bucket list. You just do what you want to do." And I said, "Because I don't st- I don't um Hold out for the ordinary. I want to do things that are different, that are fun, that are exciting. And to me, doing this live radio show is exciting. I wish I could do it every day. I think I would have a blast with it every day. So this to me... Maybe that
2: will be a goal you can set.
1: There you go. I think that's a perfect goal. And then I love your, because I watched your TV show the other day, and what a fantastic, oh, I did, yeah. What a fantastic job you do with the other ladies that you had on there and how you interviewed them. I thought that was fantastic, and what a great concept. Oh, thank you. Yeah, Hillary, you, um, so we only have a couple more minutes till break, so I just wanted to ask a quick question. How old were your children when you became a single mom? Just to kind of go back and preface that a little My, bit.
2: I was thinking of you. My son was 22 months when um, I, uh, I got divorced. And then I also, um, and then I went from Seattle when he was four to Alaska. I no. was living in Seattle. Like 90s. And then I lived in uh, then Alaska. I lived in 12 years and I went to Colorado. But then I was unfortunately married again to an alcoholic. So... Then i divorced. When they were eight months and 21 months, it was really sad. So then I and I never wanted to be divorced the first time. Right. Uh, I just right. divorce a lifetime is too much. But mm-hmm. you can't go to counseling or try to work in a marriage with one person and a bottle or one person and something. You know. So I um, went to Colorado with my uh, uh, two girls. My son was um, older by then and lived there for seven years from 2000. Um, one up, you know, for seven years. And so, yeah, um, then I went to back to Alaska. Wow, but, um, so we do have a lot in yeah, common. Yeah, so, what was that?
1: And we have a lot in common.
2: I know, I thought about that, <laughs> yeah, yeah, 22 months. So, that's where a lot of things happened. The clowning started when he was 22 months. I needed extra income. I was making $7 an hour teaching preschool. Very interesting oh. story. But, yeah, yeah, I'll let you go on break. Well,
1: that's perfect. Yeah, because we have about one minute until break. So that's exactly what I did. I I only have the one child. I have uh, 20. uh, Actually, he's 24, almost 25. He is absolutely the love of my life. But when he was little, I said, okay, I've got to better myself. I've got to make more money. And that's why with the job that I had, I I was able to move from state. Sorry, my dogs are barking in the background. But I was able to move from um, state to state with the same job. And so that really enticed me to know that I could do better. So with that, Hillary, we are about on break. I know we have about 10 seconds or so left. So Hillary's website is Hillary Safran. So H-I-L-L-A-R-Y-S-A-F-F-R-A-N. Is that right? Dot com?
2: Yes. Okay. Yes.
1: HillarySAffron.com dot com. And then my website is Joe dot com. And we are at break, Hillary, and we'll be coming back and we're going to have a lot more to talk about with you.
2: So, then I'd like to tell about my other website, mybizmama.com.
1: Oh, mybizmama. That's right. Mybizmama.com is her her other website. Hillary, we are at break, and we'll be back shortly. Thank you.
0: It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are listening to Go For It. To reach Joe Hausman with a comment or question about the show, please send an email to joe at joehausman.com. That's J O at joehausman.com. Now back to Go For It.
1: Welcome back. This is Joe Hosman with the Go For It show here on Voice America Empowerment Channel. Before the break, my dogs were barking pretty loudly in the background. And normally, apparently the garbage man was at my door asking, must have had to ask a question. So I have two little Shih Tzus named Dakota and Ellie. So if you do hear them barking in the background, that's what they're doing. Apparently there's, you know, somebody at the door. So anyway. A shih tzu? You said Shih Tzu. Shih Tzus, yep. Two little Shih Tzus. I have a Shih Tzu
2: too named Charlie. Oh you do? Oh fun. Yeah, mine are Dakota and Ellie. Not not now, but I used to. That was my oh. first child.
1: Fun! Yeah, I know they're just like my kids, and they wish they were in the office with me when I'm doing this show. They just, I can just feel them staring through the door, wanting to come in, and I just, I'm like, no, because you guys might make some noise. So, but here, they went and barked at the door anyway. So, <laughs> Hey, before we went on break, Hillary, what a phenomenal story you have to show, tell, too, because with the two, or no, I'm sorry, you have three children? Yes, um
2: three ch- 21, 23-year-old daughters, and my son is 29.
1: Oh wow, yeah, good for you! And you were a single parent for many years, and that alone oh, makes us stronger.
2: I've never not. I don't know. After poor, two poor life choices, I would you now. Now I have standards, you know. <laughs> but you know, I would say I'm not looking, but I'm not dead.
1: That's right, exactly. And you know, you always have to keep your eyes out because you just never know where that right person's going to be, because it just can happen someday. They just come knock on your door. or... Show up wherever you're at, so you just never know. They might just pop in your life one day, Hillary.
2: Yeah, but, but at least I got some comfort. Um, I got this great house three years ago, so it was a gift. From, I'm sure a gift from God. I built a beautiful house, so I'm married to my house at the time. It's there my you go. Girl retreat. So I like it. Oh,
1: good for you. Yeah. Well, my husband passed away. Uh, six years ago in July. So it kind of takes a while, even uh, divorce, death, whatever it is. It takes a while to kind of pick yourself up and move on afterwards. So good for you for being okay where you're at. When my mom lost my dad back when I was 11, she chose not to date again after that because she wanted to raise us kids the way her and my dad were going to raise raise us. Which you know that's a totally different scenario, but. So I give her much credit for that too because if you can be yeah. good and feel secure in your alone time and by yourself, God bless, because that is a gift from God, I think. And knowing that whatever you have in have your life, you, yeah.
2: I didn't start out that way. I made a lot of mistakes, which would come to come to my book. I made a tremendous amount of mistakes and did date a lot when I should not have dated while my, girls were, when my kids were growing up, mm-hmm. and because I wanted to have a father for my children, and I wanted to have, a, you know, a, a help and support, and I had never met that right one, and unfortunately, it was a bad choices that I made, so that would have been a lot less painful for my kids had I not dated, mm-hmm. and that's one of my regrets, and so which comes to the fact that guilt is a gift that keeps on giving. And Mm -hmm. because of Mm -hmm.
0: that,
2: I wrote my book, Laughing in the Rain, Self-Care for the Storms of Life, because of parental guilt. It tore me up when um, my kids got older, and I went through some tremendous challenges when they were teenagers, especially my girls. And so when I went back to Alaska, especially for one child, my last youngest child who was uh 15 or 16 at the time um i went back because we had more resources in Alaska she was acting out an unhealthy behavior and i ended up in a parent support group and i wrote the book because of what i went through because my philosophy is whatever you go through in life if you can help someone else with what you've learned it's, it gives it meaning. It's not a waste. It's almost, you could turn anything like almost into a ministry, you know what I mean? You're right. You, can, uh, mm-hmm. you know, you've heard of people going through with terrible and then become an addiction counselor, or, mm-hmm. you know, people going through terrible abuse, and then they could help. So I feel whatever I did, whatever I went through, I learned a lot, but because I've always used humor as my drug of choice. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm, me I too. Figured, you know, make everything, to, especially from um, comedy workshops, you learn from writing, especially comedy, that everything is material. Oh, there's a saying, comedy is tragedy plus time.
1: Hmm. So, so yeah. Interesting. I've never heard that one. Most That's a really good one. Most
2: comedians do not come from a happy-go-lucky childhood. Mm-hmm. They come from something.
1: Wow. Yeah. That's really. And when we, when we talk about regret, I, everything we do in, in our life, there's a choice. And we choose to do that. The thing with regret is it's only going to weigh you down. So how yeah. I how I deal with regret is, you know what, it's something I did, I ask for forgiveness, and then I move yeah. on and I learn from that regret and to turn it into a positive. So from I wrote my book, you know, go for it, a woman's guide to perseverance, and so a lot right. of that in there is talking about maybe I had a lot of regret with not doing enough for my husband when he was sick, which in reality I have to turn it around and said. I did do a lot. I did do enough. It was just, you know, his time. And so those are the type of things that we have to learn, and, but we have to do a lot of self-reflection and a lot of um, self-healing to be right. able to overcome those regrets. And so we can teach others and um, learn from others, but also teach others how to handle that. I learned from others from how they dealt with it so I could deal with it, and then now I can teach others how to deal with it. Do you find right. that the same way? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. So, so how is how important is humor to you? Because I love laughing. Laughing to me is like, it is. It's, that's my way of dealing with things. And so I love that when you put that in there. So laughing in the rain. So how is humor important to you? Well,
2: humor is, is healing, and one of my other websites is uh, laughterishealth.com. Oh. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. So, hum- humor is healing. Um, a lot. Of, I also. Along the way, because of the clowning thing, you know, I was open to other trainings and other uh, areas of the arts and um, health. So I took a training call from the World Last Tour called, um, it's a, a certified Laughter leader, where you learn oh. about last yoga. Mm-hmm. And that, those things were based on the research from Norman Cousins, from in the 70s, remember the, the Washington Post uh, writer?
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do right, remember him. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, through, in the hospital. So um, a lot of the, that was based on that. And that um, the theory of simulated laughter le- leads to simulated laughter. And it physiologically does the same thing as, you know, like inward jogging. So he found when he was in the hospital and, and they let him watch all these funny movies, 10 minutes of a heart heart belly laugh gave him two hours of pain free sleep so physiologically you uh, between an attitude laughing and you know a lot of uh, positive you know really attitude is so important mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. you really can get better he, he ends up uh, getting better and healing and living you know out you know many more years after so um there was a an Indian doctor, Madame Katari in India, who was doing these exercises after yoga, and then this uh, other uh, psychologist, Steve Wilson in Ohio, came up and visited him and westernized these things. But um, it's used a lot in therapeutic ways. And All I know is when I hear a really good, witty, comedic segment, that's, and I think cleanest, the clean humor is the funniest. Mm-hmm, because yeah. I don't go, I've i done some stand up and to me, you have to be very smart and witty to be clean. But everything else, you know, I, I hear I be this mother figure <laughs> <laughs> in a comedy club in Colorado with some of these young 20-year-old guys, and every other word was in that bottom. I'm thinking, that's not witty. That's not uh-huh. funny. Come on. Yeah, that's uh-huh. So, but basically, it makes me feel good, right? Don't you smile inside when you hear something funny?
1: Oh, yeah. And I, le- and I love to smile, and I love to laugh. So that's my, yeah. that's my forte. Sometimes I laugh out of nervousness too. And so people well, think, okay. well, you're and not serious. Exactly. I'm like, well, actually I am. I'm just it. laughing because I'm but nervous. A, so
2: <laughs> yeah, this is a quote from um, a, a biblical quote I've used uh, on one of the songs on my children's TV when I was a clown. A merry heart does good like a medicine. Isn't that true? It's You know, mm-hmm. when you're happy and you, and you have the good outlook, it's very healing. That's and right. It's, that's it's, exactly right. Yeah. And then
1: you shine on the outside as well. You know, I think yeah. people who laugh and who have a great personality shine on the outside. And so you, do, you can just see that vibrance coming from them. And so it is hard. You know, like when we all go through crap in our lives, if we can say that, it's hard to laugh and it's hard to pick ourselves up. Yeah. But if you can yes. do it, if you can find one thing to laugh at each day, it yes. really is worth it. Um, and eventually, yeah. that's going to get, just get better and better and better. And so, it just is that self-healing, which is wonderful.
2: Yeah, and then it makes your at- whole attitude, you know, of uh, brighten up, when you start to get grateful, grateful for things and, and look at the bright side. I mean, even Napoleon Hill, you know, in his book, uh, what, Think and Grow Rich, he talks mm-hmm. about every adversity has an equal or greater benefit. Mm-hmm. So, you know, many times I, it's easy to beat myself up. Um, I do that very well. I'm professional. You know, I, I yeah. do that. <laughs> you know, so I would think, yeah, but if I hadn't gone through that, I wouldn't have learned this or become this kind of person. And so, you know, everything does work out to the best and have its benefits. It's how you look at it. It's like, I've this to the book, too. True story. So I would always say, when I was married to, you know, the alcoholic, the father of my girls, because, you know, I did make two more long choices. Uh-huh. Anyway, I would say, don't you see the glass half full? And he would say, I don't even see the glass. <laughs> oh, <laughs> it, it was not a good situation. <laughs> a but out of those
1: two choices, you also got three beautiful children. So that's a positive.
2: Yes, yes I did. Yes, I yep. did. So yep. everything works out, you know. It really does. Yeah. And
1: children are a gift from God. And, I, you know, when I was younger... What I say is I always wanted three children, but I was blessed with one. And, you know, I just figured God knows what he's doing. And so I wanted, you know, three. But I I have a wonderful son who's just, you know, he helped me write the book. He's on the back of the book. He wrote the foreword to it. Yeah. And so he is he's a blessing. So, you know, our children are just a blessing from God. So even though through the bag, because I was married to his dad when he was, when I was young, just right out of college. And we were only married a couple years. So we were divorced when my son was three months old. And then I was a single mom again until I met my husband, my late husband. So, yeah, it's just, but you know what? I wouldn't change those single mom days for the world. I look back now and I think, wow, that at the time I was broke, you know, but I had a good job and I had wonderful friends and family, but I was broke. And, you know, we didn't live, um, you know, we lived in an apartment. We didn't have a nice house. We had nice apartments, but you know what? Right. It still doesn't matter because we had that alone time together. We had that time, grow, you know, with him growing up, and I wouldn't change it for the world.
2: You know, kids don't really care um, if they're growing up in a beautiful, wealthy area or, you know, with, with fancy cars or not, because I came from um, humble beginnings. My parents, I was uh, born into a one-bedroom apartment in Brooklyn, and that was my happiest years of my childhood mm-hmm. when my mother was alive. She died when I was seven. Oh, of, wow. uh, breast cancer. It was very mm-hmm. tragic. And then later on, my father remarried, and we ended up living, you know, um, from the age of when I was in sixth grade to college in a lovely home in Long Island, and I was very unhappy because kids want to know their environment. Are they loved? Are they being mm-hmm. treated well? Um, mm-hmm. You know, they don't care about the, you know what I mean? Like, even if it's a materialistic society, mm-hmm. it's it's the relationship, the love, and the house. So I, when I was a kid in a one bedroom apartment in Brooklyn, who cared? Mm-hmm. You know, who That's cared right. Everything I needed, right?
1: Well, and I've said so, something funny when my son was I don't know first or second grade, we lived in a pretty affluent neighborhood in Colorado, but I lived in an apartment, and so he was friends with some kids who had really nice houses. And you know, it, I'm a, I was a little intimidated, but I wasn't because I'm like, you know what? This is how we are. This is how it is. I'm I'm very yeah. happy. I'm very grateful. So and he had a loving
2: mom, so that was it.
1: Yeah, and so one of the moms came over to pick up her son mm-hmm. one day. And my house isn't horribly messy by any means, but I don't really like to dust very good. And so I said, um, she came in, and I knew what a ho- wonderful, beautiful home she had. And I said, oh, I'm sorry, my place is a mess. She goes, oh, that's okay. I can tell you probably can't afford a housekeeper. Ooh, and I'm wow, like, really? really? <laughs> and I, said, I, I fired back. I said, well, actually, I can, but I choose not to. So that's right. yeah, I was like, you know, it wasn't that big a deal, but that just resonated with me. Like that's how some people think and act in life. And I'm like, I don't right. want to be that person. I don't want to be that that type of person. I want to just be happy with where I am. And that just reiterated that, thank goodness I'm happy for what I have, you know. And yeah. so I just laughed it off. I said, yeah, well, whatever, you know, and that I, I can, but I choose not to. So. You know, you go home and you have fun with your housekeeper. So, but that's the way it is. And after that, I said to my son, I said, you know what? Are you happy here in the apartment? He goes, yeah, mom, I am. You know, I said, good. Then I'm happy too. As long as you're happy, I'm happy. So it all just really resonates with the people and how you portray your situation as well. If you portray it like, oh my gosh, this place is a dump and blah, blah, blah. And then it the will be. Gonna,
2: yeah, exactly. I like, yeah, I remember in Colorado... We also um for a while, I was in an apartment, but we had a lot and I remember walking outside um, there was a pool area you know with my daughters, and i 'm thinking, you know if my mother who all she knew was apartments in Brooklyn could see this, we look like we're living in a resort
0: mm-hmm. my
2: even my apartment looks like one of those uh, condos by a ski area it 's beautiful compared mm-hmm. you know the country and the nature. And all that. It was amazing. So it's all an attitude and a frame of reference, um, for sure.
1: It is. So, and what part yeah. of Colorado did you live in? You lived in Loveland? I was in
2: Lakewood and right oh, near Littleton, and I worked in Golden.
1: Oh, that's right. That's so, right. Because I lived in Inglewood and then down in a little town yeah. um, south of there once I met my husband. So yeah, Colorado is beautiful with the mountains. But I suppose Alaska is too. Does Alaska has mountains and are you close to them?
2: Oh, yeah. Um, Alaska will, reminds me a lot of Colorado, except I have to drive just right up my door. I live on an acre and a half, and in, in uh, five minutes, I'm driving in a postcard. It's just beautiful. Oh, nice, Everything
1: nice. Is I need to, I've, I've never visited Alaska, America. but I need to get up there sometime, so I'll have to come up and visit you sometime.
2: Oh, I'd love that. Yeah, it's, um, I don't live in Anchorage anymore. I'm an hour away. So I live in the Matanuska Valley in Palmer, which is a small rural agricultural town, it's charming. We still have, we used to be a colony in 1935, so we oh, still wow. have colony days and colony Christmas and all these little parades. And the last state fairgrounds is right near me. Just oh, beautiful. fun! Yeah, well, we oh, that sounds like heavenly, houses, you know. In the uh, thing, what it just sounds heavenly, it is, it is, it's, it's lovely. I'll send you oh. uh, some pictures, just beautiful. So, yeah, if it's, it's, you can make the best of wherever you are and whatever situation you're in, I really believe that. It, it might take a while. It might be a little mm-hmm. work, but it's it's mm-hmm. all worth it. It's just changing how you look at it. And can it you is. benefit from it, and can you help somebody else with that?
1: That's right. That's right, Hillary. And we're just about at break again. Yeah, the segment is going by really fast. So, yeah, we're just about at break again. And Hillary's... Uh, websites are mybiz, which is B-I-Z, mama.com. So mybizmama.com and Hilary Safran, H-I-L-L-A-R-Y, then S as in Sam, A-F-F-R-A-N.com. And again, mine is Hosmancom And on my website, you can go and download a free um, newsletter, uh, free information about how to find the ideal clients if you are in a business. So again, my name is Joe Hosman with um, Go For It here on the Empowerment Channel for Voice America. And I have Hilary Safran, and we'll be right back after break. Killery.
3: Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. Are you in your own driver's seat? Tune in to a program that will get you there based on what others have managed to do through challenges in their lives and how they persevered. Tune in to The Real Deal with Danielle Delaney. On our show, we use real issues and experts to help you reclaim your life. Danielle and her guests are here to steer you in the right direction. Make sure that you are here every Tuesday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's time to harness your power. The compassionate life is about just that. There are so many human beings who have made a name for themselves by being humanitarians. They have become individuals who are known for being selfless, kind, and compassionate. Host Dr. Brittany King is also one of these humanitarians. Each week she shares stories of kindness that she has experienced throughout the world, both as a contributor and recipient of these acts of love and kindness. Listen every Tuesday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, 3 p.m. Pacific, on Voice America Empowerment. Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice
0: America Empowerment. You are listening to Go For It. To reach Joe Hausman with a comment or question about the show, please send an email to joe at joehausman.com. That's J-O at joehausman.com. Now back to Go For It.
1: Welcome back. This is Joe with the Go For It show here on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. I forgot to say, too, if anybody had any questions they they have for Hillary or I, they can certainly call in at 1-888-346-9141. Again, 888 888- Three four six nine one four one. So before break, Hillary and I were just talking, um, just about. Actually, we have a lot of lot in common, to be honest with you. But we want to talk about also her website called mybizmama.com and she also has a character called Biz Mama. So Hillary, can you tell me a little bit about that?
2: Yes, um, and I didn't start out thinking that way. I did always. I, I still do a work a job. Um, I'm going to say that I'm mm-hmm. on the. You know, I'm always been looking um, I don't have retirement being a single mom forever uh, you know you don't really have a vast amount of savings so uh-huh, or uh-huh. any so basically I knew someday if I don't want to work in a regular job until I'm 95 I really need to have my own thing go and replace that income anyway and I like to have freedom and so because I've been in employment and human services for over a decade and been a case manager, a welfare clients. Um, I've also, and I had a brief stint on welfare myself when I first, um, you know, became a single mom with the uh, two girls. So I, you know, with three kids in the beginning, it was about a year, but I learned a mm-hmm. lot. Now I'm on the other side of the desk, I would say. But um, because it's a very heavy, heavy job. And I'm also the supervisor of a little job center. So I work with employment all the time. And I remember thinking to some of the clients, I'm like an employee mama. I'm like, I feel like I'm the oldest and I'm the supervisor of the job center. And and this is just the way I want to give advice. You know, Um, I think of my my jewish grandma Ruth schwartz so is like look just go get a job but, <laughs> you know, but it's just like i feel a little joe rivers chromosome some coming out there which i do have a <laughs> papa Joan slivers but that's another story but anyway so i kind of morphed and i remember um helping my children with their resumes and my daughter uh, had called one day from, she's living in, back in Denver, the 21-year-old. Mm-hmm. And one I wrote the book about, anyway, she called me up and asked me some help for a resume, uh, long distance. And I remember thinking, yeah, I'm like an employee mom. And then I had this vision of being on a talk show. And no, it's the, you know, but then it morphed into biz mom. I thought that was catchier because not everybody wants to stay an employee, even though I can teach you how to find fulfillment in that. But I thought, Biz Mom, that's kind of cool, you know, a little mm-hmm. retro. And it's kind of cute. And now it's the Biz Mama. But anyway, so more. And then I saw this old, um, you know, this old refrigerator magnets. I have one that says, Cheers, I make the toast, but I don't cook, which is not true. I do cook, and I love my toast, uh-huh. too. But anyway, uh-huh. and it had the picture, the retro 50s look, you know what I mean, those old mm-hmm. pictures? Yeah. That's why I had the logo made. It's kind of like the old Donna Reed, you know, the old moms from... Uh, you know, when we were kids, um, that kind of feel, you know, very wholesome, she's nice, you know, kind of muddy a little bit, but like give you a little shake when you need it. So that mm-hmm. kind of thing. And, and I realized from all those years of uh, being a case manager, it was like a natural evolution to be a coach. And so that's why I did this, and it's a lot of fun, actually. And actually, on my website, too, if I may make a shameless plug, because you're so kind, um, you can download my book also for free, uh, How to Earn $100 an Hour Without a Job. Oh, and it hey, talks hey. about, my, it starts with the clowning story, and it's all true. <laughs> you know? mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's all uh, things about uh, entrepreneurial pursuit that literally... When you do that with your own talents and abilities, you will earn a lot more than a job, which I hate to say means sometimes just over broke. <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: Exactly, exactly. Well, yeah. and that's, and you're going to actually do better and excel better if you work at a business that you love
0: mm-hmm.
2: because you're going to work harder at it because
1: cool. it's going to come easy for well. I shouldn't say come easy. It's going to be a passion right. that you have. Just like this mm-hmm. radio show is for me. It's a passion for me, and I can't wait to wake up and be on my show every Tuesday morning. So, but that's, right, and
2: then eventually you'll do that every day because that's your, your goal. That's, that's right. my radio bucket list.
1: That's right. That's my radio bucket list. That is correct. <laughs> <laughs> well, I just went to your website. It's actually really neat. Um you just have a lot of good information on there. So I am so proud of you, Hillary. It takes a lot of gusto to keep going and keep moving forward, and you're just one of those gals that does that.
2: Yes, I figured, you know, unless you have... Act, you, know, faith, you know faith without works is dead, right? So, mm-hmm. So many people dream of something, I want to do this, I want to do this, and they don't do it, and unless you go out and make your, you know what it is, I've known very successful people, and one person said, he gets out of his comfort zone every single day, and you can't always be comfortable and achieve something, um, whether it was this TV show, or anything else, so, I realize, you know, if, if, it's, if it's to be, it's up to me, you know. I'm that's right, that's
1: partner, right. And but, i might have to have um, t- to uh, learn from you how to do this TV show. That would be phenomenal. I would love to oh, do no. that, too. Oh, yeah, no, so. anybody
2: could do it. It's just, but it is, everything in life, I think, it starts with a relationship. So unless two women had not believed in me or encouraged me, I would not have done it. One was, mm-hmm. obviously, the, the woman from the um, me TV. Uh-huh. I mean, different props. She's not listening. But Teresa Imlock, I love her. She's so encouraging and said, you know, I-, I like your personality and you're good and this and that and you'll learn by doing. And she was just wonderful. And she really believed in this or else forget it. There- there's no way, you know, a connection on a radio, a uh, TV station. And the other one was that head of the Master of Women in Business, uh, Link Chapter Tammy Gray, and she, I, I asked her. I said, "You started this women's business network group, which I had recently joined, mm-hmm. and I want you to, I want your opinion of what you think of this idea I have for an alternative to uh, radio and print for businesses, because I, I joined this." trying to talk about my business coaching. But I'm with a group of entrepreneurs who already know what they're doing, and already have their business and their passion. So Mm -hmm. I mean, what can I create that would benefit them? And at the same time, it doesn't hurt to position myself as a host and, you know, personality. win-win, Right? right? So I thought of this and I told her and she said, I love it. I'm going to help you. You know, so we did a demo at a, a meeting and then she was a great... Um, and she's the one that took me around to meet the broker, as a matter of fact, she works in mortgage. So, you know, building relationships is crucial to anything you want to accomplish and then um, going out and doing it and learning as you do. Uh, And even with the book, I had joined the Alaska Writers Guild. I networked, I learned, I did local book signings, and it became a bestseller with my first, my uh, closest five friends. (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) Because I know you talked about yours being an international bestseller. I remember thinking, "Wow, Joe's is an international bestseller." Well, I can't say that. So yeah, I'm a bestseller with my local (laughs) best five friends, and that was enough. I
1: love that. That is awesome. (laughs) Well with everything we have to look at the positive side and I think that is just phenomenal good for you well And I saw that how you were doing that. And I know another lady in Southern California who's doing a TV show like that, too. And I'm like, that is that's going to be my next journey. So, Hillary, don't be surprised if I'm going to be calling on you to ask you, because a lot of times it's not what we know. It's who we know and who will point us in the right direction of what we need to know. And so from there, that's where you get to where you're at. Even like this radio show, I didn't know anything about, uh, to be honest, Voice America until I, t- I was talking to another author, and she's the one that is a Voice America host, and so she's the one that turned me on to this, and now I'm, like, living a dream. So, so there you oh, go. Hi. I am very proud of you. That is just fantastic, and like I said, i probably be following in your footsteps one of these days, Hillary. Okay, so I have a question for you. I'm not quite 50 yet. I'm actually just turned 49 last month. So, do you have I any advice? I was
2: 49 advice? when I was your age.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I love that. So do you have any advice for people women men who are turning 50 and older like and I've heard a lot of this even Warren Buffett said he has um, sur- surmised 80% of his income after the age of 50. So I'm really looking forward now to being 50 and you know he going out you know, Yeah, uh, Warren Buffett did that. Warren Buffett said that. Well, really? he
2: made most mm-hmm. of his income after Oh good because yep. I'm yep. I um I'm, well in my next to riches stage. I've now completed stage one in my Rags to Riches saga. (laughs) (laughs)
0: That's
2: great. Well, I I do have, um, in my book, I do have a thing on aging. And so, uh, you know, this is the deal. I have learned a lot. I did feel a lot more peace in my life after the age of 50. However, it would have been a lot better had I lost my mirror. (laughs) 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 Because, uh, let me just give you a little, uh, what was that? No,
1: I didn't say nothing, no.
2: (laughs) Oh, so like in my little um, introduction to that um, little chapter I have, because I talk Uh about chapters of everything, it's not just parenting. It said here, Mom, you look so pretty. I had put on the false eyelashes that my 17-year-old daughter had recommended. I was using this as part of my stage makeup for a community theater production I was in. Several cast members also exclaimed, you look so pretty. I guess they didn't realize that once I removed the false eyelashes, eyebrow pencil, lip liner, lipstick, eyeshadow, foundation, blush, push pressure bra, hair extensions, support hose, that I would look more like George Burns. And that is what I feel like when I wake up. <laughs> it's Like, what happened? You know, I knew I was getting older the other day when I used to think I looked like my mother, nature of some peace. and then I looked and thought... Oh no! I look like my grandmother. This is just wrong. Or I am at the age, Joe. I'm at the age where, true story, two men in my life, and yes, Don was one of them, who has said to me, "Wow." You must have been really pretty when you were younger. Oh <laughs> I'm sorry. is that awful?
1: <laughs> oh, we're gonna have to have a talk with that, Don. I can't believe you said that.
2: <laughs> I tell her about it all the time. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. Men they want a Barbie. They'll, well, they'll buy one, you know, when they're older. But uh-huh. women, you can't win. It's just wrong. And I so I really have longed for an affair with a plastic surgeon, which is a <laughs> chiropractor, but it has not <laughs> happened yet. So I'm still waiting. <laughs>
1: Well, you know what? You put, you put that out to the universe, it will come back. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Oh, my gosh. Well, I was just going to ask you, do you have any outrageous goals? But maybe that's one of them.
2: <laughs> no, I do. I do have an outrageous goal. Oh, okay. I did audition. I did take singing lessons. I love to sing. And I did, um, so, so aside from I am performing, you know, to a fair comedy ventriloquist and all this. But I do sing, and I did audition for The Voice. A few years ago, and I loved it. It was me and 8,000. It was very intimate. <laughs> and, you know, I didn't get it, but it was a lot of fun. And I think, you know, everybody should go for their dreams or at least part. But I did make a life choice because I do act and I do sing. I love that. I would love to do, you know, more shows, but I chose to still stay in Alaska and not move to L.A. or New York. Mm-hmm. So I would, you know, there you mm-hmm. really have a chance to make a living at this thing. But someday, I would love to be in a sitcom with Betty White. I would be so cool. I should play her daughter. I oh, think, wouldn't that be I awesome? Cool.
1: I mean, Betty White is just the epitome yeah, of awesome. That's yeah, that's one
2: of my goals. I would love, you know why she's so vibrant, Um, you know, she's so alive and so together? is because she's doing what she loves. And she's that's doing right. Her talent. That's
1: right. Well, yeah. my goal is to be on the Ellen DeGeneres show. I just think she go. is the bomb. You know, even after all her controversy, she just rises and shines. Kind of like, and Taylor Swift is another one that... Um, I really admire too because she takes what's wrong in her life or if somebody says something bad about her she writes a a story or writes a song about it and she makes off of it. I mean God bless that is the ultimate goal to do and I think that is just fantastic that's that's power and that's also um, she's she's self-confident and so she's able to take what's turns negative and turn that into the positive.
2: Absolutely absolutely no, oh, Hillary. you get two loquacious women. Watch out.
1: I know. I'm telling you, you're gonna to have to be on my show again. This is just fantastic. I, however, I, I realize it's pretty early there, and again, I want to thank you so much for getting up so early <laughs> well, and being on my now. show with me today. Because it is was, was just this has just been fantastic. I have to tell you, I was a little worried. I'm like, I hope her alarm goes off this morning so she can be on the show. <laughs> so you oh, are just God a God true inspiration. I
2: realized just yesterday. Oh my goodness, she meant. Five AM, not PM. Uh oh. That's oh. Right. <laughs>
1: I know when we were talking, I'm like, I hope she knows it's 5 a.m. And thank you. Thank you. Thank you for getting You're up welcome. so early. This has been such a delight. I have enjoyed it so much. We're about at close for the show, but this show has just been a delight. All my shows have been a delight, but thank you so much for being on. I would love to be able to help you with anything that you do. And Hillary, your website is HillarySaffron.com and also MyBizMama.com. I am Joe Hosman, the host of Go For It here on the Invoice America Empowerment channel. My, my, Website is joehosman.com. Everybody, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Have a fantastic day. Have a fantastic week. And we'll talk to you next week. God bless.
0: Thank you for listening to Go For It. Be sure to come back next Tuesday at 6 a.m. Pacific Time and 9 a.m. Eastern Time for another edition with your host, Joe Hosman on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Have a great day and an even better week.